0: Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by The Floating World. Browse our fetish market for new toys, shiny gear, and intriguing ideas. The largest indoor play space you've ever seen. Learn and explore with players of all experience levels. Find out more at thefloatingworld.org.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts Dan and Dawn share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now.
0: Dawn. Hi, Dean. Here we are in our mobile studio as we are traveling and currently being uh, preparing to present in the fantastic Madison, Wisconsin at
1: Madtown Kingfest. And I must say, it's cold and white. <laughs> it is cold. And I saw my first ice fisherman. We saw
0: many ice fishermen yes. here in Wisconsin. Apparently that's a big thing. And cheese heads is a big thing, too, here in Wisconsin. Cheese heads and cheese curds. And I had cheese curds for dinner last night. Yes. Which, uh, I don't think cheese cards are intended to be a meal, more of an appetizer, but that's what I had. <laughs> you're not feeling so wonderful today, though.
1: I'm not. So I'm hoping it uh, fixes itself before this afternoon. We've got our first uh, workshop, slutty sex, and it's kind of hard to talk about slutty sex when you're not feeling good. I
0: bet it is. Uh, I do want to thank the Floating World for that front bump. You'll hear be hearing a lot about the Floating World lately, as well as If You Go, You'll see Dan and Dawn. We will be there
1: uh, our first
0: time for Floating World. We can't wait for that.
1: It's going to be so much fun.
0: But that's a couple months out yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, hey, we actually have a topic today, don't we? We do. We do.
1: What is it? What is it? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Last night we uh, interviewed the uh, fantastic Lily Lloyd, and we talked about sexting and some other stuff you can do with your smartphone to keep both a sexual and a domination Connection with somebody via the inter, or actually not just the internet, but specifically with your smartphone.
1: It's interesting. She had some cool
0: ideas. She does indeed. Uh, that is, but also is going to cover a question of the day about uh, things you can do with your girls via, uh, the question was, uh, keep my girls submissive while I'm away, making them text for permission to do various things. So that really got us going. And plus somebody asked about sexting. We put it all together and that is our topic coming up shortly.
1: And we don't do much with sexting and stuff. We do random stuff, but some people do way more. So it's nice to chat with somebody that, that really makes an effort with it.
0: Absolutely. And it, actually, I've learned that we actually do something much closer to that than I thought we do. Mm-hmm. It's not so far from the standard talk dirty that we currently do. Ooh, yeah. We'll find out about that shortly. Uh, I do want to mention we do have a few new segments in the podcast. Um, one of them ne- will start next week will be the Kinkstarter Card of the Day the reason for that is the Kinkstarter cards, they came in, we have sent them out, and they are in the postal service now for our um, fine funders who got the Kinkstarter cards going.
1: Fabulous. Crossing fingers for Valentine's Day, but it's up to the postal service now.
0: Yes, yes. And who knows how reliable they are. I'm sure that uh, they would be happy, even though through the wind and snow here in Madison, they would still get the mail through. I think that's... Or is that the Pony Express I'm thinking of?
1: I'm not sure. Probably the Pony Express.
0: I will also mention whale that
1: nor wind. neither whale nor wind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hail
0: or wind. <laughs> I don't remember uh, conditions of old America, but I don't recall whales whale. being a big issue. Um, we'll also give you updates on PXS every week, as the Power Exchange Summit is officially live. Tickets are now on sale for everybody else in the world. Podcast listeners got in two weeks early. Yay. Um, so uh, as we continue to develop things around Power Exchange Summit, again, if you uh, live a Power Exchange relationship, curious about a Power Exchange relationship, and you want a, an event devoted to that, that's what that's about.
1: Yes, and you can get your tickets at PowerExchangeSummit.org.
0: And another new section of the show is going to be the Bat Update.
1: Oh, don't make me cry. <laughs> uh,
0: as uh, listeners would know, I have uh, someone in my collar that we fondly call Bat. Uh, apparently, instead of going to on her own trip this weekend, she's decided to take a little vacation, slacking around. Lay- I know, she's got a tough show. <laughs> Do you know service. how many
1: surgeries I've had? It is not slacking no, around.
0: I absolutely know <laughs> that. And I'm sure she feels horrible enough already without me saying that. So our, our lovely Bat unfortunately broke her ankle and uh, is going to require some surgery. Uh, and it's particularly challenging, and this would actually make somewhat of a topic, when your Master's in a different state and mm. suddenly you're having an emergency surgery or such a thing, uh, how bad that can make Master feel. I don't, don't take it personally, of course. I
1: know you didn't break your ankle to make me feel bad, but still. Um, well, it's funny timing because we had just left. For mm-hmm. our trip, we're on a, on a plane trip to Madison. Her partner, mm-hmm. you know, um, she hasn't defined a label for that yes, yet. not that I don't know. Had to go on his own trip because he's a vendor. Mm-hmm. That's who she was supposed to be going with, and he had to leave on his own. And, you know, it's, it's just, but I'm going to tell you what, she has made such an impression in the BDSM community that she's going to have all kinds of people helping her out. So, Yay. Heck yeah, she will. Or she, she absolutely will, as well as with within our
0: house as well. We've already had uh, both uh, Karen and Candy are clamoring to help her out. Uh, so the Bat update will be something that... Uh, and by the way, podcast listeners, feel free to write us an email and those Get Better Soon things, and we will forward those to the Bat for you. Fabulous. I do want to mention that... How's that for a pause? Erotic Awakening <laughs> is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Coming up, the April Fool's Party on March 23rd. It's 20 bucks at the door. Bring your photo ID. It's 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. at the Princeton Club in Columbus, Ohio.
1: So, and I would like to throw in there that on their website, because it's an April Fool's Party, uh-huh. but it's in March. Yes. They're like, of course it's in March, fool, or something like that. <laughs> this is kind of neat. I kind of hear... What is it, Mr. T? This is that. Yes. <laughs> so, but I also want to mention that March 23rd at um, the Columbus Insight Center, mm-hmm. we're also going to be having laughter yoga with Boy Chris. So you could make a whole day of it. Come in for laughter yoga and then finish up at the AIS April Fools party.
0: Absolutely. So, Don, how do you like Madison other than the cold and the ice fishing and the cheese garden so far?
1: I don't know. I've spent most of it in bed. You did spend. Most we are getting about. ready to register for the event. <laughs> yes, I, I got.
0: Uh, actually, I was fortunate last night. We were planning on and uh, hanging out a little bit with Jay and Jasmine. They yes. we interviewed them on our podcast uh, a couple of episodes ago.
1: Or they interviewed us. Oh, they did. A, they interviewed yeah, us they, actually. Yes.
0: And uh, it's really neat when you talk to people and you feel like you you feel like they're kindred spirit types. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, as we happen to be in their hometown, we made plans to hang out with them. Uh, and I did get to hang out with them a little bit here at the hotel. You while you got yes. to,
1: while I, l- I had to lay down.
0: Yes, while you were here, you all cuddled up in bed with uh, 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 frequent trips to the medication. Hey, hey. <laughs> to the medication. That's where I was going with that. Uh, uh. So, so you thought I was going on a different direction? I that.
1: did. I did.
0: Before we get into our topic, uh, I should mention. Oh, you know what? One of the things we're not going to cover. Let me share this with you is that the uh, master R.S. from the Great Britain wrote me with some really interesting uh, aspects of things that he was thinking about while he was talking to a Ph.D. PhD student uh, regarding Charles Dickens and some connections to kink and um, and power exchange and even the path of the Kiddishni, which is somewhat of the uh, sacred sexuality. And I read what he uh, was writing, and it just uh, was... Um, uh, 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 I tell you straight up, folks, it was over my head. I am not a literature person, and I just was not able to. I could. Have, I told him, you know, I told him, look, man, I can make comments. I can guess, but I'm not rocking it, right? It's not my field. It doesn't sing to me, and I'm just not getting it. But fortunately, we know a lot of smart people. And uh, actually, I shared his his idea over to a FetLife group called Brilliant and Creative Sexual People. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes so if that whole, oh, of course Dickens was kinky, feel free to hop over to the link there and join the conversation there.
1: Nice. Is that where he pulls a passage out of a book and then it has a slave write about the passage? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was very interesting, but I'm with you. Kind of a little over my head. So but it would be very awesome for academics and people with more of a literature interest, hmm. I guess.
0: I, you know what? I should probably get him to... Uh, Do something along those lines for Bat while she's laid up with her broken leg, uh, because she is along those lines. Matter of fact, I should probably just should have had her look at that, and she would have said,
1: "Oh, duh! Obviously, and here's how it works." She's going to be on some kick-ass Percocet. I'd like to see her reply. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome.
0: Do you want to mention, by the way, Valentine's Day is coming up. If by chance you're in the Chicago area. Uh, Slave M wrote and wanted us to mention that on February 15th, the Shave Your Valentine's Day theme will be at the uh, Sin Center in Chicago. I would assume Shave Your Valentine's means quite literally, Shave Your Valentine's.
1: Taming the jungle, according Taming the to the, the jungle starter yeah. Cards. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's happening. Uh, what else do we got, Don? before we get into our topic of the day?
1: Well, we do have some new subscribers. So um, we've got Elvin in London. Tempest Rider from Ohio. Darius from Texas.
0: Leo Fly from Dayton. What an awesome name.
1: Rhonda from Ohio.
0: So a very Ohio-heavy subscriber base. This with ex- I wonder if that's London, Ohio or London, England.
1: Uh, probably, oh, I don't know. Probably London, England. Probably, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and then I've got people sending me links to octopuses You again. actually
0: came across two octopuses in our oh, travels no, yesterday.
1: I know. I have to take a picture of the second one. The first one i'm going to put on my FetLife, life it's a chocolate octopus a picture it's, it's uh the logo mm-hmm. that they use for a, a chocolate candy store yes. It's so awesome and then the other one is for a car wash here in Madison, so I'm going to take a picture of him too
0: yeah, uh, a very neat little uh, octopus with its brushes and it soap people apparel for a, for, it was his, for a car wash right right yeah, right.
1: awesome. So, and then we've got um, a link sent to me by Dragon's Little Red Pixie. It's a link to an octopus looking at a girl's panties. So he's using one tentacle to hold her and one tentacle to pull down her panties. And then his eyeballs now looking I at her panties. S- I kind
0: of thought that was more of a squid than an octopus.
1: Uh, yeah, you're probably right. So I was kind of got the pointy. <laughs> Tom doesn't care. Do I don't care. If it's got All tentacles, i tentacles. Um,
0: good. Squid, <laughs> octopus, alien, don't care. Tentacles, it works.
1: And then Fat Master sent me a link to um, it was some body art, so it was like um, they had painted an octopus on the shoulder, Mm -hmm. but had used one of the nipples of her boob as one of the eyes, and had (laughs) drawn another eye next to it. It It's actually really neat and had kind of a blacklight glow to it, so it's kind of awesome. Neat.
0: Um, Well, we'll put links to both of those in the show notes.
1: And then, of course, Chip is right up there, too. So, we've got the three in the running right now. So, we've got <laughs> Dragon's Little Red Pixie, we've got Fat Master, and we've got Chip, kind of like, you know. you know. And then, uh, but Chip actually sent me a comment about the non-George, which is Georgette.
0: Oh, right, right. The yes. new pink tentacle dildo. Yes, the
1: pink tentacle dildo. He said it kind of looked like an elephant trunk with suckers. <laughs> I can see
0: that. I can see that, yeah.
1: You know, probably feels the same. <laughs> so I would
0: know that would be uh, I would know regarding the tentacle dildo not an elephant's trunk I assume oh
1: wood suckers yeah Yeah. that's true (laughs) Uh,
0: I do want to mention hi to Kane and Kane's Brett who we got to meet at the monkey puzzle club recently Uh, always neat when you get when I randomly run into people and um, they say oh yeah yeah we heard you on the podcast
1: oh we had to say together what a bargain (laughs) 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 <laughs> and then somebody last night
0: told me that the other one apparently we said really? oh, this is indeed.
1: Yes, indeed. <laughs> so that was cool. And then I had um you know, I've actually got a question that someone asked me and I couldn't answer her. So I wanna throw it out to the podcast audience. Okay. So and this is by let me find her name. Gives what Give,
0: he wants.
1: Uh-huh. Gives what he wants. And her question was is that um her master likes um to have his nether bits played with <laughs> his balls <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nether bits is
0: a kind of wide region balls I don't know what is, is
1: kind of like i mean isn't there another word for that nuts nuts balls um, sack they're all kind of rude sounding <laughs> i suppose so i don't know but anyway she wanted to know how to pleasure them that he really likes that sort of interaction and You know, and she does the licking and the flicking and the, you know, that type of thing. But she wants to come up with something new. And he's actually challenged her to come up with something new. Mm -hmm. So she asked me if I had any ideas. And really, we don't do that too much. So you're kind of sensitive. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, you're really sensitive with that. So we don't do that too much. So I don't have a lot of experience with that. And I told her I would put it out to the audience. Because someone's got to have experience with it. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe somebody can write us back and... Let us know some little devious tricks for her. And they can write us at... Oh, nice. Ooh, well, segue. Done. Well done. Uh,
0: you can contact us about ways to play with my nuts at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Or the Got Comment form on the webpage, eroticawakening.com. You can find us on FetLife in the group Erotic Awakening. Now over a thousand members.
1: Ooh, Or you can Twitter us at dananddawn, all one word.
0: Other ways to contact us, as well as where and when we'll be presenting past podcast episodes. Link to the newsletter and other stuff can be found at eroticawakening.com.
1: Oh, good job. Thank you. All (laughs) in one breath.
0: Still sitting here in the mobile studio. You know, in the mobile studio, we talk fast because this fucker's flying right by. We're almost to the topic of the day already.
1: Mm -hmm. And we also have another sponsor we should mention. Should we? Yes. So, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Maynard Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple with over 20 years' experience and sells handcrafted leather goods. They specialize in custom-made items and the repair and restoration of your leather goods. Slave-tested and master-approved. Find out more at www.manorgear.com.
0: Actually, it is not repair and restoration of your leather goods. It's repair (gasps) and restoration of my leather goods. Yes, they've
1: got four of our best right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we are patching and unpatching and cleaning and doing all kinds of stuff with uh, about... Two thirds of our total leather goods. Mm -hmm. uh, We've worn the hell out of them. We have, and we will continue to do so. Awesome. So, uh, finally, before we get into our question of the, or I'm sorry, our topic for today, I do want to mention that we have found that the uh, Madison, Wisconsin Ice Fishers Association of America podcast (laughs) gets more ratings than we do. (laughs) Did you know that, Dawn? I did
1: not know that.
0: <laughs> so, old podcast listeners, instead of uh, uh, asking you for random sex, we instead are going to ask you for, to head over to iTunes and rate us on the iTunes, tweet about us, or lick us on Facebook, or tell your friends. And for that matter, I will back off the other statement. Yes, you can give us random sex as well.
1: Ooh, yay. When I feel a little better. Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, there's awesome. things on the pod. You know, uh, I was listening to another podcast the other day and uh, it is also hosted by a couple and they were, uh, one of the people in the couple was saying how, um, you know, I'm not going to share every detail about my life. Some of it's personal. Um, I'm not ready to really be vulnerable to our, my podcast audience and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just sitting there thinking, that's fine, I don't care, uh, do it any way you want, but we are like the opposite of that. Absolutely. We're totally out there. And it's really neat when we, when we meet people, uh, after we spend some time with them, they're like, hey, you guys are like the same people we listen to on the podcast, I thought that was your, your face or something. But uh, podcast listeners, just so you know, there are some things that we don't share, specific around Don's current illness. Thank you. <laughs> and the sexual limitations around that illness. <laughs> oh, <please>. um, <laughs> and that's probably enough of that. Anything else that we need to talk about? We better just get into this recording before no, I. Uh...
1: I think we're done. <laughs>
0: Scat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got a question of the day in the yeah. mail.
0: So, Dawn, recently we got a question of the day in the mail. Yes, sir. (laughs) And it's an interesting question. It it goes, I like to keep my girls submissive while I am away and making them ask for permission to do various basic things. And he goes on to say that, you know, he's all into the sexting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, And do you have any devious ideas or interesting tidbits? Um, And the answer is no. So let's move on. Our next, but fortunately for us, we have Lily Lloyd on the podcast tonight from the Black Leather Belt uh, blog and the author of Discipline. And Lily, my understanding is you have some familiarity with this whole sexting and keeping these long-distance relationships uh, vibrant and naughty via smartphones technology.
2: Indeed, you know about uh, one. One interesting fact is that the market penetration for mobile phones in the United States is actually greater than one hundred percent. We have more mobile phones than we have people. About half of those mobile phones are smartphones, but um, even relatively uh, ordinary free phones they are usually called feature phones. Everybody has texting, right, which means right. that some serious pie chart slice of some telecom company's revenue is sexting. Let's face it, everybody sends something sexy by text sometime, <laughs> You know, so in terms of, you know, how to keep that interesting, essentially, I treat sexting a little bit like role play. Uh-huh. Um, it's just role play by text. Um, and so uh, a lot of what I do is sort of talking through fantasies. And one of the reasons I really like it is it gives me an opportunity to talk through fantasies with my partner that we might do in real life later.
0: Now, when you do the texting, texting. Thing, the sexting, do you write in geek speak or do you write in real words, or does it matter?
2: I actually write in real words, but I don't have a political opinion about whether it's okay <laughs> to use RFL or LOL or any other uh, stuff that you use. If it works for you, you should use it. Um, and I think that for a lot of people, how um, how well texting works for them will have to do with how well the keyboard works for them. So for those folks who have smartphones, particularly Android smartphones, they should know that there are actually a lot of free apps that make your keyboard work better. You know, so one of the things that I think that many people might uh, encounter when they're sexting is that unlike a chat room or um, you know uh, any other kind of chat feature, it can get a little tiring to keep typing with your damn thumbs. Right. Mm -hmm. So check out some apps that might help you um, type with less um, fatigue, I guess you could say. But that also brings up something about sexting that's different about other types of sexy things that you can do with um, uh, with technology and text, which is that you do have to think about how to make it short. Um, uh, Text speak might be part of that, but part of it is also sort of thinking ahead a little bit. And knowing what your partner, knowing specific ideas or phrases that your partner thinks are sexy. So I always try to, like, think ahead before I start texting. I know certain members of Congress who might have benefited from that advice.
0: (laughs) See, uh, and that's the part that gets me, right, is that when I think of sexting versus just sharing fantasies, it seems like they're shorter, quicker messages. Do you just skip some of the, the filler type stuff? Or what do you mean by making them shorter and more compact messages?
2: You know, I think there's kind of two types of sexting. There's like the casual sexting that's happening during the workday. You know, you're on your shift and you are bored as hell. And it feels like a little nice little, um, you know, morale boost for you and your partner to have like some sexy message that might only be a few characters long that just keeps things simmering until you get home. Or until you get to see each other Mm -hmm. right and those are super short and those are very off the cuff if you're doing something a little bit more elaborate where let's say that you and your partner can't be together that evening you might end up having a very long text exchange um and i often you know sort of i know that this evening i won't be able to see this partner but i know that they're kind of a text maniac and always have their phone on them um, and I'm going to sort of think through, uh, a few things to text them. And I do actually think out the f- first few text messages, just the first two or three to get you rolling. Mm. Like what are two or three, like, cause I think a lot of the problem with texting, because it is a little fatiguing on your thumbs and because a lot of people have, um, you know, uh, mobile plans actually limit them or it might cost them too much if they kind of went wild on their, uh, on their text messages is um, think through the first three, because a lot of the stuff in the beginning is kind of like the vamping, trying to get to the point.
0: Right.
2: It, that's what I'm trying to cut out. Okay. You know, I say hi, and then go right into the sexy stuff. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, there is a step between those things. Uh-huh. I say hi, and then I say, say, I have some sexy texts lined up here for you. Um you're not like, you know, hanging out at your grandma's or anything, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or, you know, maybe you uh, actually kind of enjoy like getting those texts in a uh, context where mm, maybe you shouldn't be getting them or you feel like you shouldn't, but they're private enough. And that's one of the wonderful things about texts too, is that it does feel very private. Um, I have a friend who does a lot of education about mobile devices and one of the uh, things she does to get a, to get across how personal and private phones feel to them is she takes a room full of people who are learning about mobile technology and she says, okay, everybody take your phone out. And then she says, okay, hand it to the person next to you. And everybody's instantly uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Because of how personal and private it feels. And that's one of the wonderful things about texting is that it does feel very personal, private, and intimate, unlike a lot of other types of technology, And you can use that in your relationships to really connect with someone.
0: Does it require that the person is interactive? Is it supposed to be a back and forth conversation or is it? I think
2: it does and it doesn't. You know, I think um, perhaps some of us have had the experience of essentially giving directions or orders by text, in which case it is a little more one sided. Mm -hmm. And then other times it isn't you know, sometimes people will send something back. My, um, personal experience of sexting is that when it gets really hot, one of the parties is just typing, is texting, yes, yes, blah, 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 (laughs) (laughs) blah, You know, it's the equivalent of one hand typing in, um, chat rooms. (laughs) Yes, yes.
1: You know, but that's good, you know? I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, and I know sometimes I've, I've, done a little bit of that with Dan in the past, and just to get a roar back, you know, an R-A-R-R. I know he's listening, and I know he finds it hot, and I can just keep on texting.
2: I know. Is there anything, uh, you know, sexual excitement is sexually transmittable, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: they're <sexual> <laughs> they're <laughs>
2: turned on, and you're turned on because they're turned on.
0: <laughs> what about, now, This the question of the day today actually is about uh, keep my girls submissive while I'm away by making them Text for permission to do some various basic things.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think that text is a great way to keep in touch around um, tasks or parts of someone's dynamic where they do have a permission dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for um, I'm a switch, so I've I've been on both sides of the slash, and I think the the act of acting of asking for permission is like sort of a very heavy duty psychological thing for a lot of people you know, that can be really sort of interesting for your dynamic, hot for some people, but also um, maybe not necessarily sexual um, for others. Um, But I think that's a great way to do it. And also, the other thing that I love about that is that um, my book Discipline is actually about how to create rules that, DS rules that don't fall apart two days later. And one of the big reasons DS rules fall apart is because the overhead of that rule is really difficult. And the, the biggest part of the overhead is often monitoring or reporting, mm-hmm. right? How does the D-type know that the S-type is actually carrying out an order, right? And there's nothing what, – what could What could be more depressing to an S-type than following an order and thinking that nobody cares or nobody even knows? You know, if the kinky trees falls in the forest, does it really fall? <laughs> you know what I mean? And texting is a great way to do that, and I love the idea of making rules self-reporting. So if you have a rule for an S-type – one of the components of the rule is that they have to report it. If you, have to, if you as the D-type have to always check in, then you end up in this kind of weird gotcha dynamic that, frankly, I think a lot of people doesn't, don't find really sexy. And um, it's, I, I just think in many cases it's better to have the S-type report when something happens rather than to have the D-type try to figure out when something happens.
1: See, I like that. So if you give someone an order of, I need you to do this, this, and this, and make sure to do that, and then the last thing you're going to do is text me and tell me you did this, this, and this, and made sure you did that.
2: Right. You build in the reporting, but you also build in the appreciation. Yes. Now the D-type knows that you did it. They have an opportunity to say, hey, They they have an opportunity to acknowledge it. They have an opportunity to say, hey, that's great. Good job. You know, and I think that's actually really important. Um, I think that's also especially important in long-distance relationships. I have one um, relationship uh, with a partner that I live with and one relationship with a partner who's in a city just far enough away that dropping by really isn't practical, right? So we really have to plan ahead when we meet. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do we stay connected between those two times? Well, we have a daily connection ritual where, you know, she... Thinks she spends five minutes sort of thinking about our relationship and the nature of our bond. And when she's finished, she um, texts me a specific phrase. And I have to say, you know, we've been doing that for a year, and I still find it incredibly moving.
1: Nice. I like that.
2: So uh, this soul sexting thing sounds pretty good. How do I get started? Well, (laughs) you know, the great thing about this is you kind of get started anyway. Maybe it's just because I have – Maybe it's just because I'm a recovering Catholic schoolgirl, <laughs> like I have like this innate attraction to the naughty. So I actually love to text my partner um, in a location or setting where they can't reveal that they re- they they just got something sexy. Like to me, if somebody's in a meeting or at work, oh, I am so totally gonna sext you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know. So first things first, look up your partner's work schedule. <laughs> <laughs> And then do the opposite of the thing you think you should do. <laughs> you know, so part of it is when, right? You know, but the other great thing about sexting is this kind of low risk. You know, you can send out one little sext and who knows, maybe they have their phone on the charger and they don't reply right away. So what? You know, the risk isn't very big. You know, You don't have to feel tremendously rejected about it or anything like that. So it's a wonderful, low emotional risk way to flirt with your partner. And I think that's one thing that people who um, don't really think of their relationship as dating anymore, they stop flirting. Mm -hmm. And that's just tragic. You know, and sexting can bring that back into it. So you can think of sexting as sort of like R-rated or maybe even X-rated flirting with your
1: partner. Nice. Just make sure you're sending it to the right person. Oh, oh, yes. Sometimes I have the wrong window open and catch it before I hit send. <laughs> so far. Well, there's also the issue of autocorrect. Oh, God. Um,
2: <laughs> you know, um, autocorrect is, uh, you know, sort of another product of our sex negative culture. It really doesn't know how to spell anything sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's ridiculous, stupid things. Although, you know what? that's a fun way of flirting too, because it's funny, right? You know, laughing is very close to blushing, which is very close to arousal. Yeah. So it's okay to screw up and make your partner laugh. You know, you can always move on to that, to something sexy if you want to, or maybe you just want to laugh for a while, but you do have to send it to the right person. That's absolutely correct.
0: Now, now speaking of which, have you ever tried sexting with somebody you don't know, or maybe you don't know them very well, obviously you know them well enough to give them your phone number, but uh, you know, just somebody you're not that familiar with, more of a, a random encounter?
2: You know, I have not. Um, back when I was still looking for a partner, I loved um, chat rooms. So I've definitely had, like, sexy um, text mode encounters with people who are strangers and remain strangers to me to, to me to this day. But in general, I have sexted with people who I know. Okay. I'd be interested to hear from listeners, like, how did that happen? How did you end up getting hooked up with the stranger that, or semi-stranger that you're texting and now you're having this crazy, sexy thing with? Please let us know how, this, how you made this work. <laughs> and how do I get in on this? Yes, exactly. Now,
0: you'd mentioned earlier some apps that you uh, use that make your sexting or just uh, recommended for smartphone fun.
2: Right, exactly. Well, a lot of us now, about 50% of Americans, our phones are smartphones, which means there are apps, you know, and, you know, you know, like I really love Home Depot because to me that's the pervertible store,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, and now the app store is the pervertible store. I don't use any specifically sexy or kinky apps, but I use a lot of apps for sexy and kinky purposes, you know, and once you... Yeah, one of one of the one of the way one of the sort of little shifts, mental shifts that you can use to make your life a little bit more fun is start looking at the app store and say, "What kinky thing can I do with that app?" Um, I think for me, the one that sort of changed my mind about things. There are a lot of apps that show you where your friend's physical location is, mm-hmm. right? And um, I had to admit with with my long distance. Um, Uh, with my long-distance relationship, I found it really um, interesting and compelling to be able to know where my partner was all the time. Mm -hmm. There's something, like, weirdly kinky about that. Like, if you tell people, I want to know where people are all the time, right? They think, oh, god, you're a freak, but you're our kind of freak, and we're doing it consensually. (laughs) We're not stalking people right? <laughs> so, and so it was one of these things that for me on the D side of the slash was both really hot and that even I was slightly uncomfortable with it, but I was but I was going to do it anyway. And of course, I did it with the consent of my partner, but to me, it's both kind of hot. and also helps me feel closer to my partner. If I can just pick up my phone any time of day, click a little button, and I know exactly where she is. I know what she's doing. You know, I know she's at work or at school, you know, and to me, that's like a way of feeling closer to her, And from the S side of the slash, you know, being willing to turn over that kind of privacy and be really transparent about things can be very powerful for for people.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: She's turning over, uh, she's giving up a form of privacy that the rest of society really expects her to keep for herself, even in any kind of relationship.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I know uh, Dan's got that app on my phone, and I told someone else about it because I think it's hot that he can check in on me at any time and the response is well doesn't he trust you and it's like oh absolutely but I love the fact that I can be transparent
2: I I I totally trust her I I Mm -hmm. honestly the main reason that I pick up that app and look at it is because I miss her yeah I don't trust her I think like for for different people there would be different lines I never tell her where to go and not to go. That's beyond a line for me. I don't necessarily want to, um, for me personally, I don't want to have that level of control or make her feel that she's physically controlled in that way. That's not. That doesn't work for us. Right. right? But um, the main effect of these um, applications isn't control but transparency. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. actually let you tell people. Most of them don't actually let you tell people, don't do that. <laughs> right? There's not actually a lot of messaging built in. The one thing that might be interesting to listeners is that mo- there are about a zillion applications like that, but most of them are reciprocal, right? Meaning if I'm friends with you, I can see where you are, and you can also see where I am.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, yeah. here in DS, we like things to be unfair and unequal, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So there are so- there are a very few apps that are like these, these locator apps that they're not reciprocal. Someone can choose to let you know where they are without necessarily knowing where you are um so um you know they can take a look at apps like friend locator but if they go to the app store and search for life 360 there's a locator app where you can choose whether or not the transparency is reciprocal you decide for yourself what works for you
1: nice see that would be awesome isn't it weird that that would be awesome because on (laughs) on mine i can look to see where dan is but I don't particularly want to know where he is. I, yeah, you want but, somebody to be in charge, right? Yeah. You, you're
2: making a transfer of authority that involves transfer of information, right? Mm-hmm. He gets to be where he wants to be. You get to be specific places, and he gets to know where that is. You don't necessarily get to know where that is. So for for um, couples for that where that dynamic kind of reflects how they really feel, hmm they might want to do a little extra looking and find a locator app that's non-reciprocal. Nice.
0: I was gonna say I've got the um, the, the one app that I do have it's not, is the My D-Link, which is a um, as a peek into the webcam of one of my slaves. Which so it's neat <laughs> to be able to hop in to see where she, you know, what she's up to at any point.
2: I you think know. I think someone I was in a relationship with once referred it to me looking into the habit trail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I do feel that sense of like affection and connection that you might feel with a four footed friend when I'm able to look in on my two footed relationships, you know, like in that I feel that sense of connection and closeness and warm fuzzies when I have the ability to know where they are or to see them, even if I'm just peeking in uh, in cases where that's not necessarily physically possible for us. I mean, if we live together, I could just, like, poke my head in the door and watch them working and see what they're doing. Um, But technology allows us to do that at a distance if we wish to.
1: Nice.
0: You don't have, by chance, on your blog or uh, any other place that you would recommend an example of a sexting
2: Oh God, you know, I will post links to this on my blog, but I actually do have a few blog entries that are essentially transcripts of, um, conversations. I don't think I've pulled them out as such. Um, but I have one that I really love called, tell me what you like about me. Right. And it's a game that I played with my partner where, um, I was in an airport and I had to take like 8 million flights to get home from this place where I had been. Right. So I had a lot of connections, and every time I got off and I had a layover, we would have these exchanges where the rule about it was, um, I would say something that I really liked about you, and you would say something that you really liked about me, and that's all that it was. And you couldn't argue with it. I think a lot of people argue with people when they compliment them. Oh, that's not I'm, I'm not really that good at that, or I'm mm-hmm. not really that pretty. People need to learn to let it in, <laughs> Right? You know, and that's one of the reasons I really love that game. And in fact, with my S type, um, I've told her, I've. One of our rules is that the only appropriate response to a compliment is "thank you."
1: Nice.
0: So yeah. really? All right. Well, um, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Oh please. Have you ever, and you don't have to answer this, but <laughs> well, you do have to answer. it. It's in your contract. Ta da da. Have you ever? <laughs> been sexting somebody while you were um what do they call it well self-pleasuring we'll say
2: oh you know like I think I'm the more wordy one so usually the people on the other end are kind of getting off on it um but I'm sure that I have like I said you know I used to I I I used to be a huge fan of chat rooms and I, I think I did a certain amount of one hand Um, typing. One of the things that might happen with couples is that they might have an imbalance in one person is a person of few words and the other person isn't, Mm -hmm. right? So you can, you know, create your texting um, dynamic around that. You know, uh, you don't necessarily have to feel hurt or upset just because somebody else isn't playing verbal tennis with you. You know, you can sort of think about that beforehand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Yes. The Sorry. only
2: other, the only other thing that I would leave listeners with that I think is a wonderful pervertible is, um, two things. Sure. You know, like sometimes, like you end up having so many DS rules that they're actually hard to keep track of. So let's automate some of this stuff, right? Is I love this website called Oh Don't Forget, and it'll allow you to automate the sending of text messages at specific times. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so yeah. let's say that you're uh, you and uh, uh, a couple is going through a thing where um, they're using rules to do behavior modification. Mm-hmm. Let's. They want to exercise more. Right. Well, you know, all of us are very busy. I don't know about you guys. I live in Boston and at this time of year, my neighbors are getting up in the dark and coming home in the dark. They're very hardworking. Mm-hmm. And so trying to remember to like, you know, text people to encourage them often enough to make a difference can actually be kind of challenging. So you can use, Oh, don't forget and like set it up to like do it three times a day. (laughs) You know? Uh, So I love those. And to do list applications can also form that purpose. Like um, Dawn, you were talking about um, sharing your location with Dan. Um, A lot of people I know are sharing um, to do list items.
1: Uh-huh. Oh yeah. start <laughs> using a
2: to-do list item and assigning a to-do list item to the S-type.
1: Mm-hmm. The
2: type automatically gets a notification when it's done. No,
1: as busy as we are, I don't know how we would do things without it.
2: Yeah. And, and it also creates this really interesting automated log of what you've been doing for, with each other, which I think mm-hmm. like if you go back over it, it's a really interesting sort of document about your dynamic and your relationship.
0: Well, that's a, that's a good point. that's a, and trust me, we could geek out on the, the whole getting things done and the the different uh, to-do list uh, drivers and projects and remember the milk and all that other jazz. But um, that doesn't feel sexy to me. That feels like work. So we'll skip oh, that part. Oh, that, maybe
2: that doesn't feel sexy. And one of the things I want to say is I think some people have the same problem with sexting that they have with dirty talk. Mm-hmm. Namely that they have a hard time getting that to come out of their mouth or out of their keyboard. Right. Right. Some people feel like it's really embarrassing, you know, and my advice about that is let it feel embarrassing for a little bit. You know, it's okay to uh, feel a little bit embarrassed about it. And, you know, I think if you're willing to tolerate that discomfort for a few seconds, eventually the fact that it's hot and sexy and that your partner is like really getting turned on by it will kind of overwhelm that feeling of initial discomfort. If you're willing to sort of sit there and be uncomfortable for just a few minutes, it doesn't actually take that long to get through that sensation. And it doesn't last. You're not going to feel that dorky the entire time you're doing it. And if you do, well, then maybe it's not for you, and it's okay not to do it.
0: Okay, very cool. And I love that advice. Um, You know, sometimes it's okay to be uncomfortable for a little bit. You get through it and look at the rewards.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it, and people should know that it doesn't necessarily stay that way. Just because you have that initial discomfort doesn't mean that you'll feel that way 15 minutes later. And you may get through it to the point where you just don't feel that discomfort anymore. And now this is a new skill in your toy bag. Yeah.
1: And you know, some things that we have found is that while some stuff isn't sexy while we're doing it, and this could be the same thing, 20 minutes later while we're, while we're thinking about what we did, it's even hotter.
2: Oh yes, yeah. I <laughs> so,
1: Wait, so, so, it can I, be a little I, Yep, embarrassing while you're doing it, and then later it's just hot. <laughs>
2: yeah, no. What what's better than? I, well, I I was about to say what's better than erotic embarrassment. And I, I'm sure for a lot of perverts there are a lot of things that are better. But like there's <laughs> there is almost nothing better than making the upper cheeks blush with the lower ones. To me, that's like the trifecta of awesome. Basically, well, I guess I have to add a third thing. Maybe we'll just add strap-on sex to that, and then it would be the trifecta of awesome. <laughs>
0: So the blog is the black leather belt. Where side note, you can find out how many calories that strap-on sex is going to burn. I was perfect the blog earlier. I know. Have a water now. <laughs> uh, Lily Lloyd. If people want to get a hold of you, other than which, would you recommend they just head over to the blog to talk to you about sexting or find out about your book? Or
2: well, they can go to the black leather belt and um, you know contact me through that. And I'm also on Facebook, where my. Uh, your name is Lily Lloyd. Lloyd has two L's in the beginning, um, but I'm pretty easy to find, so if folks want to, you know, contact me on uh, on FetLife or via my blog, I would be very happy to hear about them and their adventures.
0: Alright. All right. awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Lily, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today, and uh, I am going to uh, go get my phone, and I've got your number, by the way. I don't know if you knew you sent that to me, but I might get some practice in and on some sexting. <laughs>
2: I am finally going to sext with someone I haven't met. But, ooh, <laughs> but the, uh, the, uh, the one thing I want to say is you guys are at a conference, and enjoy the conference, guys.
0: Yeah, thank you. We're, we're certainly going to try our best.
2: All right, guys. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.
0: want have your product event charity or service be the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast make a $10 donation to the podcast for a 10 second pump bump from around the world that oh, list- <laughs> 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 we just listen oh fuck it what a bar. bargain contact us at danadonanderoticwinking.com bye dan bye Don.